Hello and welcome to livealittlehigher.com. This week we continue learning the book Hodot Halevavot, Duties of the Heart by Rabbi Bahia Ibn Pakuda. And we're coming to the end of the, of the book of the gate of uh, Bitahon, of trusting Hashem. Um, and here in the book that is uh, written by Rabbi uh, Rubinstein called Refuas Halev, which is a translation and an elaboration of the Shar Habitahon, of the Gate of, of, of Trust, of Hodot Halevavot, he gives us, um, a he tells us a beautiful story that was given to him by Rabbi Matisyaho uh, Salomon, Eshlita, and it's a story of his father, uh, of his father-in-law, Mr. Falk. And uh, he told him a story of two Jews, which define a little bit, which can explain a little bit uh, the, the meaning of this chapter of uh, trust in God. And, uh, and he says here that, uh, that um, there's the contrast of two types of Jews, which is one who has bitahon, who has trust, and can truly be described as certainty, like he's, he has no uncertainty in life, like whatever life gives him, he's certain that this is good for him and this is what Hashem wants from him. So he really doesn't suffer so much. Even though the situation can be terrible, the way he views it makes it much more uh, digestible, let's say. Like he doesn't suffer so much because he understands that whatever Hashem sends him really is in his best interest. Hashem has his best interest at heart. So he has certainty. And, uh, and then there's this other type of, 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 of Jew who, who is not like that. And uh, is a person that his faith is not completely in the trust of God. So he suffers much more. He's, he lives a very uncertain life. So he's telling us this story of, of, um, of that happened to Mr. Falk. And Mr. Falk is telling him that his wife and him were in Buchen, Buchenwald, Buchenwald, which is a, one of those concentration camps. And it was a place where it was horrendous. It was like a terror factory where they took uh, people and they destroyed them. And he said that when they rounded them up, they, they had to march to the rail, railway, rail, railway station. And they did something horrendous. They told the Jews, which were very refined people, the Jews, and we still, still are, but they wouldn't say ugly words like, they made them say a horrendous word, like a very bad uh, word, a very vulgar word that was very hard for Jewish people to, to say this. Uh, uh, he wanted them to swear, to, to swear and to say horrible things. And the thing is that the person that had to go on the, rail, on the railway, if he was not, he didn't say the word, these thugs would like beat them up and, and almost kill them they would be very, very badly beaten up. So when he passed, he said the word, uh, Mr. Fox, Falk. He said the word, uh, he shouted the word, and then he was squeezed into this cattle truck he was putting there, and then when he went in, he saw this man that was bleeding from his head, he had been beaten up. 
So uh, the, he saw the man who had refused to give in, and he didn't say the word, and he was beaten up. And this man said to, see, to him, why, why did you say the word? Like this from Jewel, why would you say that word? Why, how could you? <laughs> how could you? So Mr. Falk replied like this. He said, I said it because it didn't touch me. And this is something hard to understand. Like he said it because it, was, it didn't face him. It, it didn't mean nothing for him. He just said it so he could be saved. He was not going against Allah. He was not uh, bowing to another deity. He could say it to save his life. So, the, so it says that, that when they arrived at the camp, at this terror camp, uh, Buchenwald, Mr. Falk thought, this came to his head, I don't know why God has put me here. I have no idea. But it's my job to get on with being a Jew here. Like, wherever I am, my job in my life is to live like a Jew, to be a Jew. Think like a Jew, speak like a Jew, act like a Jew, do Torah, learn Torah, do mitzvot like a Jew, just as much, much as it would be anywhere else. It doesn't matter where I am, this is my job. So then he said something that astonished and inspired uh, Rabbi, Rabbi Rubinstein very much. And he said, and with that attitude, I was able to help very, very much many people. I was, uh, I was able to be someone of valor in such a place. So imagine Buchenwald, where the Nazis' uh, intention was to reduce people to a level of animals. This was what it is. They put the numbers in their hand, in their arm, like a cattle. Uh, they, they destroyed their self-dignity, their, their identity, their like humanity. This was the whole purpose of the Germans, was to rid the Jewish people from being human. And so they wouldn't be seen as human beings, they would be seen like animals. And so Mr. Falk was able to help a lot of people in maintaining their dignity and living like Jews and praying and lighting menorah on Hanukkah and, and doing what they had to do the best as their ability allowed them to keep their dignity and keep their humanity. So Mr. Falk was a balbitajon. This is what Rabbi Pakuda is trying to teach us, is to be a person of, 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 of belief, to be a person that we trust in God. We give our trust in Him, even as, we're, as Mr. Falk in the most horrendous place in the world. He nevertheless had a sense of being and a sense of, of, of responsibility in his lifetime. So his certainty in Hashem, even in circumstances like that train ride to hell, did not waver. He, he was the same. He never changed. So the other man on the train put his trust in this world, on the other hand, and in humanity, he could not bring himself to say that horrible word. He could make a mockery of everything he believed in. So a person who has certainty, who knows why he's here, what's his job in this world, what he has to accomplish here, what is God asking of him in every situation, is a person that's gonna live up to whatever comes to him. And he's gonna be able to uh, fulfill the purpose for which he was created. So as we move towards the end of this chapter of Shar, Shar Habitajon, 
Eh, Rabbi Rubinstein says it's worth pausing and pointing out an obvious and crucial fact. Reading Shar Habitajon once or even twice will not root its idea within you or me. Like it's, it's not enough for you to listen to this class and, and, and once we're done, it's gone. Like you took a course on, on, on Emuna. No, it's something that has to go with you every day of your life. You have to put it in your head and live it and, and, and practice it. This is what he's saying very, which is very, very important. So here, in the, at, almost at the end, I don't think we're gonna finish today, but uh, we're ending this chapter. It says that uh, Rabbi Pakuda wants to explain the difference between someone who engages, engages in money-making activities and has bitahon and someone who follows precisely the same path but does not have certainty in Hashem. So he's gonna give us seven uh, different ways of, of looking uh, between a person that has certainty and a person that has no certainty in making a living. Today we're gonna look at the first two. Um, but this is something that we should really, really ingrain in our heads. So the first is that if you are certain in your trust in God, you are content with whatever He sends your way, you are grateful to Him in both positive and negative circumstances. So this is very important. We, we have to, first of all, believe that everything we have comes from God, that we are not the, the ones that produce the money. We have to do our job, we have to work, we have to bring the natural uh, means to be able to uh, attain the money. We have to create a vessel, a leaf, so the blessing can come to us. But certainty is that whatever we have is, comes from God. And whatever we're gonna get is exactly what we need. This is what Hashem decrees, and He feels that this is what we need. So for whatever reason, uh, our mission in our life is at that moment. So this is what Eov meant when he said, Hashem gives and Hashem takes, let the name of Hashem be blessed. And uh, similarly, it is written, if I receive either your kindness or your judgment, I will sing to you, and this is in Tehillim 101. So on this, the rabbis comment, if it is kindness, I will sing to you. If it is judgment, I will sing to you too. So whatever comes to us, it's good. It's good. Hashem has nothing bad to give us. Everything is good. The perception is ours. And uh, the way we take it comes from our point of view. But in reality, from His perspective, everything he sends us is good. So the rabbi state further, a person is obliged to bless Hashem for bad things as well as he blesses him for good. So if someone does not have certainty in Hashem when things are going well in his business or career, he will congratulate himself for his cleverness and achievements. As David Hamelech said, a wicked person praises his personal desires. So this is the worst thing uh, the lowest level of a person is to think that everything he has, he made it himself. We, we have to be humble about it. We have to understand that we're nothing without God. So, but when things go badly in his financial dealings or career, 
He rails against God and blames him. When he goes hungry and is enraged, he will curse his ruler and his God. So when he's doing good, it's me, it's me. I'm so intelligent, I'm bright, I have luck, I'm, it's about me. But when things go bad, then he's pointing fingers at Hashem. He says, why do you do this to me? So the second difference is that when you have certainty in Hashem, you enjoy contentment and peace of mind, whatever challenges. Hashem sends your way. The reason is your simple conviction that Hashem sends all challenges ultimately for your good, both in this world and the next. As uh, uh, David Hamelech, King David said, through Hashem alone, my soul is silent because Hashem is my hope. So what it's saying is that a person that has certainty in God, he's, he's at peace with himself. He knows that everything is, comes from him, the good and the bad, everything comes with, from him, and, and, and he's okay with it. Someone who does not have confidence and trust in Hashem worries, is always worrying constantly and experiences pain and depression. So, you know, a warrior, there's a phrase that says, don't be a warrior, be a warrior. A warrior is a person that is always worrying because he doesn't have a bitajon. He doesn't believe that he is in the place he should be, doing what he should be doing, that he has what he has to have. This is a person that's always going to be worrying. But if a person is okay with his lot and he's doing the best he can with what he has, and he's serving God in, his, in the best way he can, then he's not going to worry. He's going to be happy. So when things are going well in his life, he's unhappy, this warrior, because he feels a sense of uncertainty and insecurity, like things are going too good for me. I'm scared something is going to happen. It cannot be always this good. You know, that's the Yetzer Hara bothering your head. And this is a person that instead of thanking God for his blessings, instead of saying Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem all day for all the good he has, he's worrying that maybe this is too good for me. Maybe, maybe I'm not going to have such a good, good something bad is going to happen, God forbid. Because it cannot be this good. So always thinking that he has to strive and struggle to have more than he has. And he says here, when things go badly, he's unhappy and depressed by it. Difficulties derail his hopes for pleasure and challenge his entire character and nature. As King Solomon addresses this idea in Mishlei, all days of a poor man are wretched, but a happy heart whole, heart's whole life is a celebration. So a person that is always happy with his lot, that is always grateful, that is always content, it doesn't mean he doesn't want to work harder to get more. That doesn't mean like people can work hard and can dream about more things. But don't forget about where, what you have now. That enjoy the moment. Enjoy what you have. If you have a piece of bread today to eat, Baruch Hashem. There's people who don't have nothing to eat. So be grateful. Be happy. Enjoy what you have. Look at the good in, in every little thing you have. Enjoy it and be grateful. And in this way, Hashem will, will give you even more because it's nice to give to a grateful person. So remember these concepts and live a little higher. Thank you.